We're back. It's the RU Review covering Rutgers football. This is our season opener. The crew is back as well. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio with two-time New Jersey Sportscaster of the Year, Matt Lachlan. John McLeavy will be joining us uh, in week two. He has some obligations at Kessler, but Johnny certainly will be back. Uh, a lot to cover here, Matt. Rutgers opens up on the road at Boston College. Why don't we start with the most important position on the field? And that's the quarterback. Shiano has not named a starter yet. Typical. That's a Shiano move. Um, and a lot of head coaches move. Uh, not to let the other uh, team know what's going on with their team. Noah Vedral will probably roll out there. A uh, lot of experience. Knows the offense. He's shown some ability. Has some shortcomings. You know, maybe doesn't have the strongest arm, but the guy can step up. If you can go into Michigan with 100,000 crazy fans on hand and, and perform, I mean, you're, you're experienced and you can do the job. You know, he's a guy who can can handle a, your football team and, and lead him down the field. He's done it before. It, there's been some inconsistency, sure. But for the most part, uh, Vedral's been, and he's tough, tough as nails. Got to give it to him there. And uh, I, I think he'll probably start with uh, Gavin Wibsat, certainly. Platooning in, I would think. We'll see how that uh, that plays out, but uh, I think it's going to be Vedral, Matt. I do too. It's it's the biggest question right now going into Saturday's game because it is by far the biggest opener that Shiano's had since his return. It's a big time opponent. It's not a rollover, and this is year three of the rebuild. And last year they only won five games. They did get into a bowl that was a little bit by default, but. Mm -hmm. They need to get off on the right foot. The schedule is more difficult because as opposed to Temple, Syracuse, Delaware, yeah, Wagner's on the horizon, but and Temple again, but they got BC. It's a big step up in opponent. Yeah. And so I think Vedral is the guy indeed. And I don't know that Wimsett plays if Vedral controls things and mm -hmm. they're in the game. And uh, it's a tight one, uh, maybe except for a change of pace. I think it'll be Vedral. At least until we get to the Iowa game, I think then the transition begins because Wimsett is the quarterback of the mm -hmm. future. Vedral's in his sixth year. It's unbelievable. He retires yeah. and takes Social Security in three years. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But uh, I think they'll hand the reins over to Wimsett eventually, uh, you know, assuming that, you know, he's ready. But I think he is. And at some point, Shiano has to say, yeah, each week is important and he'll tell you all that. But. He's got I, a big picture in mind, too. I think Sean Gleason may have some planned plays for Wimsat that they bring him in specifically yeah, it could for. be a change of pace, like I, I said. I think they could do that. I mean, I'll tell you, I was at the spring game, Matt, and as an athlete, Wimsat is impressive. Um, you know, he's got a great arm. The question is, I mean, how accurate will he be? I mean, well, we're going to find that out. But, boy, can he run, too. And I'm not talking about, you know, like Federal has some nice speed. Uh, even uh, BC quarterback uh, Jerkovic, who will be a problem, and we'll talk about him later. He can run, too, but not this kind of speed. I mean, this guy, man, can can move. And that's exciting, a possibility 
of um, you know him being the leading rusher out on the field and well, such. Well, yeah, and those but is things, that what you want? Well, no. So um, it's nice that he yeah. can extend the play. I think Shiano was saying Monday at his news conference about Jerkovic, he's a guy who extends the play right. with his speed, and that Boston College, you know, John McNulty's the quarterback coach up there, and you know he's a former Rutgers guy, and Shiano knows him well, and he said, I know John, and he designs plays to extend the play, and Jerkovic can do it. So if Wimsat's that kind of a guy, I think that's better than him, you know, tucking the ball under his arm and going around right end for, for 20 yeah. yards. But yeah, he, he has that, that, that Vedral doesn't, but I think the experience with really an inexperienced mm-hmm. team, uh, the, the, the offensive line's been rebuilt with transfers, but that makes them inexperienced working yeah. together. They don't have much of a running game. It appears right now. You know, yeah. I think he just needs to grind offense. Don't turn the ball over. And let's see if we can slow down BC with our team. And let's look at this offensive line. It's a, t- it's a tough, yeah. tough opener. Yes, it is. There's no doubt. And they're a seven and a half point underdogs, which makes sense because uh, BC, BC has plans this year. They think they can be very good in the top of the ACC. So uh, um, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a tough opener, Matt. You're right. Let's talk about the offensive line because they really – uh, they've got transfers. They got three transfers that they brought in. Okay, the one thing you're seeing here now is size, Matt. I mean, they've got they've got the size that's matching the other line. I mean, now it's not not all about size too. You have to be an athlete, so w- we'll see. But uh, they brought in uh, J.D. Dorenzo. He's from Sacred Heart, an FC, FCS program, uh, Jersey kid. Hamilton, Blueberry Country down there, six six three fifteen. You know, big guy. Uh, Willie Tyler uh, the third. Now he started out. Uh, he's a Wisconsin kid. He started started out at Iowa Western. Then he went to Texas. Didn't see the field at Texas. Went to Louisiana Monroe. Played there. Now he's with uh, with Rutgers. Six six three twenty. Big guy. Have to see uh, how he uh, how he works out. Um, he's certainly experienced, uh, but uh, at the Big Ten level, we'll have to see. And then you got uh, Curtis Dunlap. He's from Fl- Florida, kid who transferred from Minnesota, six five three thirty five. So again, the size is there now. Um, so, so how capable uh, they are, and whether they can open up some holes and and protect um, Vedral and Wimsat uh, remains to be seen. But uh, it, it's it's one of the problems that Rutgers has had over the last couple of seasons. For sure. Undersized and not a lot of depth. Now they have more depth. Uh, again, Shiano said the other day, we've got 10 guys. We've identified our top 10. We think we know our top eight. The thing we have to do is find our top five. Not exactly words of encouragement or strong words, but at any rate, they finally have the depth and they are getting some size. We'll see how they mesh. You mentioned the protection. Opening the holes is important. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. When you're up against the big hogs from the other side and they'll run into them throughout the Big Ten, they've got to be able to open up some holes. I'm not sure what Rutgers has in a running game, though. Again, that that's a question that will be answered as we move along here. But they have to be able to protect the quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, Vedral just got knocked into last year all the time. <laughs> a, like he got hit. hit and he, he still got yeah. up, but you know, sometimes and, and got that. hurt. He's been hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, uh, because they couldn't protect yeah. and it was just uh Katie bar the door for the, for the <laughs> offense uh, or rather the yeah. defense uh, on the up of the opposition. So I, I think that's going to be the key. If you're going to have Wimset in there, I don't care how mobile he is. 
He is your quarterback of the future, the highly ranked guy, the person that has everyone in the program excited, the fan base excited. He's what, 18? I don't think he's turned 19 yet. You cannot have him under fire. You cannot. Your, your point is he can run, but you don't want him running for his life no, all the time. No, exactly. you don't want blindside yeah. hits. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to see what happened to Vedral. And I don't know if Wimsett's as tough as Vedral. We'll yeah. find out. Vedral's a really tough kid, as you said, and we've seen. So he was able to take those beatings and drag his butt get, up get off up. the turf and he get can. back into the huddle most times. Yeah. So let's l- yeah. let's see what this offense does. And that puts you in a good leadership position. You know, when you when you can take that oh, hit, yeah. get up, show that toughness. I mean, yeah. so uh, you know, a lot of respect then you for get federal. In the, then you get in the huddle and say, "Damn it, guys, can we can we <laughs> can stop somebody? Play. Give me That's a right. chance." Right. So there's other two uh, offensive linemen, Matt Ireland Brown, who was a BC transfer, transferred in 2020, and he's played already. He's so we again six three three hundred pounds, but at least you're seeing uh, he's the smallest of the group. And then Holland Pierce. Sophomore played as a freshman, six eight. Yeah, he's a great story. Tall, yeah. he? He's yeah. really come on. Yeah, tall kid, three thirty. Um, uh, much uh, much taller uh, than the rest of the gang, but uh, you know, b- big kids up front here is is the point, and um, we'll we'll see how that unit uh, performs. And you got Johnny Langan, another BC uh, transfer. He's become, you know, uh, a leader himself. He's shown a lot of toughness. And, um, you know, he said, you know, he wanted to be a quarterback. It wasn't happening. Um, switched to tight end. And he's showing some skill. He's showing some ability. He can uh, can get open. He can catch the ball. He can run. And he also have the Johnny Langan packages behind the line where he's running if they need two yards. So tough kid. I, I think I like his development. I like the fact that he, he, he switched from quarterback and uh, probably see, I'm, I'm sure uh, Sean Gleason's got some plans for him. Probably see a lot of Johnny Langan. And then on the skill position end, Matt, um, again, back to the transfers. You know, Sean Ryan from West Virginia, uh, a, a seasoned, experienced uh, uh, guy. Taj Harris um, from Syracuse had a great spring game, mm-hmm. uh, caught a touchdown pass and had a few catches. Uh, Aaron Cruikshank is should be healthy. That's the big um, question. Yeah. A lot of big questions. Yeah. So a let's lot see, of big let's questions. See and that's what? back to the Cruikshank that we know. Who, he you makes know, their special teams yeah, better absolutely. and then he makes them better. faster at the wide, yep. wide out spot. And then again, then they got a little depth here now, Matt. You got Joshua Youngblood. He came over from Kansas State and, you know, a slot guy, who quick, smaller guy, uh, receiver. Uh, they should be able to use him. And Isaiah Washington's uh, has played. Shameen Jones has played. So now they've got some depth as well. So the wide but receivers. can they play? Well, we're going to have to see that. They lose uh, Bo Melton. But, uh, you know, look, it, 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 you know, bringing in these two transfers, it, it should help. Uh, and, and both of them Here's being where experienced. I trust Shiano. I trust that, you know, he saw the holes. He saw the needs. Mm-hmm. And I trust his judge of talent. It has to be his staffs as well, so that they identified guys that they wanted to bring in. They just didn't open the doors and say, hey, if you're a big offensive lineman, we got a spot for you. You know, they targeted some guys. They did the same thing with some of the receiver spots. Uh, and so I I think his talent, his eye for talent, will be revealed here. So I see that there's reason for optimism. I listen, Rutgers is not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to be a 500 team. They just, they're, they're not at that stage of their development, but there yeah. is reason for optimism that they will be better. And again, he'll be able to continue to recruit and, and so on and so forth. Shiano understands the level they're playing at and understands oh. what they need to do to oh, compete. Yeah. 
and that's what's going on here. Um, the running back room is is full. Uh, Kyle Manungai, he played a lot last year, showed some ability. Uh, Al Shadi Salam was had a very good spring game, uh, quick uh, burst of speed. I mean, he he looked impressive. So uh, it's got to be tested, uh, you know, on on the field against a big opponent. So we'll see that Aaron Young, a uh, pretty good receiver out of mm-hmm. the backfield. Uh, Samuel Brown's a freshman uh, that that uh, is is shown some ability. So um, we'll have to see, but there's plenty of backup. You know, of course, they lose uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, but um, you know, I's, Pacheco did not have a lot of room last year. No, I mean, boy, he was scattering as he's done pretty well with the Chiefs so far. Uh, I don't know the latest status of, of Pacheco, but I heard he was going to make the team. So. Um, uh, we'll have to uh, look up that. And um, he was uh, he was <laughs> he was running for his life as himself. And it was all a lot of side to side. Never seemed to be able to get to the outside because there was so much penetration by the defense. And and Pacheco didn't have many holes uh, last year. And, and that was definitely a concern. So we, we got to see again, as you said, Matt, protection being key, but also getting some holes opened up for the uh, for the, to get some running room is important, uh, too. So, uh, we'll see, see what happens there. Uh, but the offense should be improved, I think. Uh, and the concern here is, is the defense, Matt, because they, they're losing eight starters. Uh, uh, Tyshawn Fogg, gone. Olakunli Fadakazi, gone. Uh, Ty Maddox-Williams is gone. Um, Julius Turner, Mike Tavertov on the line, they're gone as well. Uh, Drew Singleton uh, tried to come back, and NCAA d- denied him. He basically he applied for the draft, hired an agent, but then he got hurt. Dumb. Yeah. Well, he got hurt in the um. It's not dumb getting yeah. hurt, and it's not applying for the draft. It's dumb hiring an agent. Yeah. So the he, NCAA frowns on. Yeah. That. And so they they didn't allow him back. And then the killer, Matt, is Muhammad Torre out for the season. Um, he was the uh, edge rusher who could get to the quarterback and he was developing nicely, really, really good athlete. And uh, for him to be out is tough. I mean, he'll be back, uh, but uh, he's gone for the year. So they've got to figure that out. They've, they've lost a lot of guys. Uh, their DBs are fine. That's their strength. Yeah. Uh, 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 Max Melton showed a lot of ability as a, as a stay as away a from the pink ball. Cover. Yeah, geez. Uh, Christian Isian is a tough safety who comes up and hits. Avery Young is still there. There's experience there, so they've got experience at, at that in that area. It's just a defensive line. We'll have to see how that works out. You got, uh, you know, the ends are young. Aaron Lewis played last year as a freshman. Wesley ba- uh, Bailey uh, played as well as a freshman uh, a little bit. And then you got the the two transfers. You got a transfer from uh, transfer from Minnesota in, in 2019, uh, 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 Mayan and then uh, and then a guy that came from Temple in 2020, Ifan Maje. And they're seniors now. They got experience. They've played. Um, that's the nose tackle and defensive tackle. So those are the guys that are going to have to plug and stop the run and then what a linebacker man i mean wow i mean deon jennings you know was all over the field showed uh showed some ability uh I, i've i've seen him have some good games uh, for Rutgers. 
but uh, they uh, they got a lot of question marks on the on the linebacker end. Uh, Matt uh, Tyreen Powell. Uh, we'll see how how it works out. Yeah, that's the that weakness. Yeah. The, the linebacking core of the three phases of defense, even though there's some question about the guys up front, understandably so, the linebacker really is the weakness right now, as I see it, for Rutgers, the DBs being the strength. So that works out pretty well in some ways for this game on Saturday because Boston College is going to want to throw. Their offensive line is inexperienced. So if Rutgers can put some pressure mm on the BC offense, then they've got themselves a fighting chance. I think they can control the ball. I don't think they have to be worried about BC's defense. I think they can control the ball. I don't think they'll score a lot of points. I don't know that they'll have to if the defense, I'm about to contradict myself. If the defense plays well enough, they won't have to worry about getting into a shootout with BC because they can't win a BC shootout. Right. So if they can slow the offense down enough, I think they can score enough to make it a game. But still, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, but put some pressure on BC and yeah. you know maybe get a, a, a turnover. Rutgers has generally been good in the turnover game. So use those mm-hmm. strengths, and hopefully it turns out to be a good game. Yeah, and well, you know, Boston College has some experience. Uh, Jeff Halfley's third uh, season. Um, they've got some uh, – they're – they think that they can have a really good team here. Um, you know, Phil Jerkovic, a Pittsburgh kid, big kid, 6'5", uh, 215. He's got good arm. He can run. Uh, so he's a dual threat. He's a transfer from Notre Dame, Matt. And he he's a good player. Um, was it 4-2 last year? He did have some injuries last year. Yep. So he's uh, he's healthy now. You know, they got Zay Flowers. Could be one of the best wide receivers in the ACC. And, uh, you know, experience, uh, big play guy, a lot of plays over 40 yards. Uh, Jalen Gill, another wide receiver, uh, he's a transfer from Iowa State. Um, he can play. Uh, the running back, I mean, no, no one to, no one that's going to run away from me. Pat Garwo the third, Alec Sinkfield, they're guys that, you know, if the holes are open, they'll hit them and Yeah, and I mean, run. Garwo so, was over 1,000 yards last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then on defense, you know, eight returning starters. Um, you're not hearing about anybody that's unblockable, but it's it's a solid unit. So this is a solid BC team. And um, so, you know, there's a lot of it seems like there's more questions on Rutgers side. hundred percent. Than Boston College. Right. hundred percent. So I have to see how they step up and, and play here. Except the O-line for for BC. That That's where their big question yep. mark mm-hmm. is. And so they've got to be able to protect uh, the quarterback in order for him to be able to be effective, mm-hmm. which is the simplest statement in <laughs> that, that seems I, I may to ever make. But if they can protect him. They've got enough ingredients to certainly be a bowl team. They were at six and six last year. They, yeah. you know, they could be, as you mentioned earlier, they have hopes of challenging in the uh, ACC. Uh, they, you know, they certainly can be among the upper echelon there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it starts Saturday for them, so there's yeah. pressure on them. I think there's a lot of pressure on Rutgers just to show. Yeah. Uh, if if they don't, eh, you know, they they'll beat Wagner. I mean, come on, uh, and they should beat Temple. Yeah. So they'll be two and one going into the Big Ten if they don't win on Saturday. Right. But you, you just you don't want any question marks, right? You, you just don't want to have any doubts. That's why, I mean, Chiano was pretty blunt on Monday saying, listen, this game was scheduled before I got here. I would never schedule a game like this. Yeah. To start our season. Yeah. Never. I mean, Most teams just, don't. 
you're in the fire right away going to Boston College on top of playing a very good team, you know, because Boston College has been up and down. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. And they, they've had some softer teams here, but this team looks uh, it looks experienced and and and, and very you know, good. And for Rutgers, you know, they have enough tough games on the schedule. Yeah. Oh, sure. So <laughs> if you want to pad your resume, if you want to, especially in Rutgers situation where you want to give yourself a chance to get to a bowl and not have to hope that somebody turns down a bid and you sneak in the back door – then you've got to have an easy schedule that gives you some momentum, pull off the wins against the Indianas and the Illinois mm-hmm. and maybe spring a surprise here and there against the Northwestern or whomever. Uh, I know Northwestern's not on the schedule this year. And then maybe you get enough wins to to get a legit bid. But yeah. BC's going BC's to be hard. It is going to be tough. On the special teams, um, Adam Corsak is back. I mean, it, it, look, he's a, he's a, he can flip the field. He's, he's a great punter for Rutgers. Yeah. And it, it's not a small thing, man. He's an important part of that team. And uh, you Hopefully know, they use him less. Yes, that's what you want. But he's a guy who can pin the other team deep, and he's oh, no, done he's it terrific. numerous times. He's terrific. And then uh, here's a nice story, Matt, that Jude McAdamney, an Irishman, yeah. wins the um, wins the kicking uh a job from Guy Fava, who was probably the favorite at the beginning, but you know, that, that's what Chiano does, man. It's whoever plays, whoever whoever performs in practice, yep. is the guy who's going to start. And it was Mick, Mick Adamney, so um, he'll be the uh, he'll be the uh, kicker. So yeah, so you um, got an Irishman and an Aussie in yeah, your special yeah. teams kicking. Yes, but you know that's yes, a thing. international flair. That is a thing teams. around college sports. You know what started to happen is it's funny. Guys will sniff out money in mm-hmm. so many different ways. So you have these programs who want the best they can get. Mm-hmm. Why limit yourself just to United States high school guys? Sure. So there are programs all around Europe, and they have different names. And I'm making one up here, but it's like college bound kickers, something like that. And they go to guys who play, like in this case, uh, Jude was a Irish footballer, a soccer player. Uh, Irish football is different from soccer, but they get soccer players, Irish football players, mm-hmm. uh, Australian rules football players, and they go, "Hey, you want an education?" Right. You know. And so these guys boom punts and kicks, and they send out video. I mean, I mean, um, the Rutgers kicker was in the states last year. He played for a smaller school, but. That's what they do. And a guy like, you know, a guy like Shiano is looking around going, all right, I don't care where they come from. I need help. Yeah, it's got a leg. So it's amazing. It's hitting, if it, his hitting 50-yard field goals over there in Ireland. It's like, hey, come on. Well, come. he's not kicking field goals in Ireland, but good point. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, wait a minute. He had to be like, okay, let me try this out in Ireland. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. kicking. Well, well, Irish football, there's right. a, a kicking element to Irish football. Right. So – you know, the, but there's no I, there's no well, football. He wasn't playing right. a no, U.S. No, football yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. game. But, but he had to show the ability show, yeah, under some to show pressure the ability. to be able to I'm get sure the ball in the air. sure he something in Ireland. Where oh, no, that's what these programs do. Yeah. That's what I was telling you. So these guys pay. So it got, you know, they yeah. pay so that they get exposed. Bottom line is he's got a leg. I mean, yeah. it's clearly has a leg and yeah. it's accurate. And uh, hopefully he'll be uh, kicking uh, a bunch of field goals for uh, for Rutgers. And they, they, Continues. Uh, so, listen, how do you think things that's shake important out? too, man? That's important too for the kickers. Uh, uh, kickers and special teams is 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 an important part of this whole thing, as we know. I think um, I, I got them. I think best case scenario is five wins, Matt. I mean, you go into the first half of the season, you know, yeah, 
Wagner, they're going to win that game. But then you got to go to Temple. Uh, they, they can win Temple, obviously. We know that. Um, come back to Iowa. Iowa's a good team. They're not going to win at Ohio State. We know that. Then they got Nebraska at home. I think they can win three games before the bye. It's possible. Call it, uh, you know, Temple, Temple Wagner. Okay. And then, you know, Nebraska, maybe Boston College. Who knows what happens in the first game of the season? Um, I think they can win three games. And then the second half. Hello. Well, you know, there's three, there's three wins there too. If you, for a bowl, you know what I mean? Maryland, uh, at Minnesota, Indiana at home, they're all possibilities, but then you get in that run of Michigan, uh, Michigan state, Penn state, three headed monster there. You got Ohio state at the first half. Um, it's just really tough. And I, I think realistically, I got him winning five. I have five wins, and that's optimistic. Um, can they go to a bowl? No. Y- yes, they. they no. I mean, they, they, but you have to. You you have to you have to beat teams. They won't beat Maryland. That that are favored. Tagliavoe and company will. will what well, right? Them. They're at Maryland. That's at gonna Maryland. That's a tough game. I love the fact that that game has ended the season the last few years. And it would be one of those interesting things. I think both teams would view it as disrespectful if it continued. Kind of like, all right, here's a bone. Somebody will get a win and maybe somebody will get a bowl bid. But it's been interesting. I mean, teams' fortunes and futures, not dependent, but kind of at stake. Who's going to crawl out of the bottom of the Big Ten first? Will it be Maryland or will it be Rutgers? And so that's on the line as well. Plus some recruiting in but, terms of East Coast. But let, hey, Matt, let's go down the list. I mean, so at Boston College, you're thinking they can win that game, likely won't, mm-hmm. but can. Well, they can win every game. Wagner, they'll win. They can beat Michigan. They can at beat Temple, Michigan they State. should they should win that game. So they go to Iowa 2-1. and one. Okay, now Iowa. It's home. Listen, they're at home, and Iowa's come there with a good team, and it's been a tight two, twice. It's been very tight. So I'm not saying that's impossible. I'm not. Ohio State, they're not winning. Not going to beat the number two team in the country at Ohio in Columbus. It's not happening. Okay. Honestly, if they give up less than 45 points, it's a win. That's the way that (laughs) series is. That's the way you have to look at that. That's the way that series is. Nebraska at home, Friday night game. I think it's a winnable game. It's a pivotal game. 100%. So if you say you got Boston, again, Boston College is a tough one, but you got Boston College, Wagner Temple. 3-0 Three and zero going to Iowa is not likely. Let's call it two and one going into Iowa. Then you get that Nebraska or Iowa. You get either one of those. You got three wins in the in the first in the first half. Oh yeah. So then I in the second half, let's take a look. Indiana, you're winning that game. Now you're four. You got to beat Indiana to where they are right now. Again, Indiana's circling and saying, "Hey, that's a winner on the road for us too." I get it. Then you go at Minnesota. They they can they can beat Minnesota. Okay. Are they going to win the Big Big Ten East? You have them. You have no, them no, going, no, baby. no, 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 no. Michigan, Michigan State at Michigan State. They play Michigan well State. every year. They do. I mean, that's a funny thing. But Not how? Year, but how can that? I mean, was, last year. I mean, come on. Michigan was a very, very good team. Come on, a top five team, top four team in the country. You know, they went to the BCS, and Rutgers took them to the wire. At, at Ann Arbor. And then before that, they were a 45-yard field goal away from winning the game straight out. So two years in a row, Rutgers has played very well with Michigan. I'm thinking, I, I think, Matt, that was two chances to beat Michigan that they blew. You know what I mean? And now you're going into Michigan still very good. 
They are coming to Rutgers. home, yep. Could you win that game? You could. Conceivably, you could. So I'm saying— well, let's just run the table then. You got a that, team no, no, that's no, going to be like 9 No, Matt, three. I got them winning five wins. I'm just saying what is possible and what's not. And the possibility of the possibility of being a bowl team is there. You just got to have ex- the teams that you are that you are an underdog by, say, four or five or a touchdown or so. If you win those games, then you're a bowl team. So yeah. it is possible. Now, you're going to be double digit uh, dogs at, against Penn State, against Michigan State, against Michigan, against Ohio State. Yeah, you're going to be double digit. OK, I'm talking about the single digit underdog games. If you can win those, well, then you're a bowl team. And that's the way you got to look at it. You got to look at what's impossible and what's impossible. So I don't have them running the table by any I just told you I got them winning five games because, and again, and Boston College is a perfect example, right? You're looking at that. They're seven and a half point underdogs going up to, uh, to uh, uh, BC, Chestnut Hill. And Boston College is, is, is a team that's on the up here. And I just think that's going to be a very difficult game to win and likely they're going to lose it. So we start it right there. And, and so any of those types of games, you got to pull an upset here and there. You can pull a couple upsets. You can possibly be a bowl, bowl uh, team with six wins, but not likely. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see it. However, your point is well taken. I think Nebraska's pivotal. I think pivotal. Mm-hmm. They can beat Nebraska. It's home. It's a Friday night. Nebraska's Could they go to Minnesota and beat Minnesota? I, I think they can. I don't. You know, yeah. frankly, I don't know enough about Minnesota. Yeah. Just you know, to say, yeah, they can because Minnesota's not Penn State. I don't know about that. Indiana, they can beat Maryland, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think Maryland is favored. I think Maryland is, has moved favored. past Rutgers a little bit. Their yeah. quarterback's unbelievable. But that's the last game of the season. A lot's going to happen. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we can see how that I, I look at it this way. They're yeah. not going to beat Penn State. They're not going to beat Michigan State. They're not going to beat Michigan. They're not going to beat Ohio State. So that's four losses right off the bat. I yeah. don't think they're going to win this weekend. If they do, well, now all bets are off mm-hmm. and the outlook changes. We'll see. So to me, that's five guaranteed losses. Right. Now you got some toss-up games. I think yeah. five wins is what they can best expect. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. Which means no bowl unless yeah. somebody decides not to go, yeah. and then you are in the right to get thrashed in the Gator Bowl by Wake Forest or somebody else. And let's talk about Joe Harasimiak. He's a, a head coach, former head coach at Maine, and then he went to Minnesota. Did a good job with them at Minnesota. He's the defensive uh, coach uh, for for Rutgers. But boy, does he have his hands full. I'm huh, at. I mean. It's a challenge with uh, all of those starters that he's lost. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so um, we'll see how he's a young, young guy, a lot of energy. Um, he's going to have to put his best work in to get those guys. Uh, up. So we'll see how so he does. Sean Gleason, what, what do you think? I mean, it, it, really exciting, right? His first season. And then last year, a lot of head scratch and a lot of side to side. And I get it. He was limited by maybe Vedral not being able to throw the ball downfield, but he Federal and no, no protection, no holes open. Yeah, you know the defense knew what was coming. I'm, I'm giving him a pass, but now you got to start to show me something. Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, this is the year, and I think they've got the players, Matt. I mean, Vedral's got a ton of experience. You got a young, exciting quarterback that can come in with a big arm who can run. You've got the skill positions. Uh, Shannon, nice job with on the transfer portal, getting some guys in. Sean Ryan, Taj Harris. Crookshank again. We said that was a big deal. See how he how he's doing. They got a little depth at receiver now, so let's see. And it all starts. 
coming up this week, uh, Saturday noon kickoff. I think it's on the ACC network. I got to find out how I got to watch this game, you know? And I guess, you know what, let, let's talk, let's save it for the Wagner week, but we'll talk about the whole, the whole big 10 shuffle and the, and the TV deal and all that stuff. Let's, let's save that for, for, for next week for sure. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. Check us out on moresportsnow.com. That's our website. And then you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher. So uh, find us and, uh, and listen up. We'll be back next week with more RU football. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.